You are listening to The Morning Bliss with Nongululeko Mandula. I say, Africa must wake up, the sleeping sons of Jacob, for what tomorrow may bring. May Our dynasty on The Morning Bliss. Can you tell me, young ones, who are we today? On our dynasty, we are looking at uh, cannabis, and specifically because last week, um, towards the end of the week, if I'm not mistaken, on Thursday, the cannabis bill was adopted by National Assembly. We are going to be joined now by Dr. Tandega Kunene, who is the CEO of House of Hemp and SG of Rastafari Nation. A blessed morning to you, Empress Dr. Tandega Kunene. How are you this morning? Hi, it's Lego. I'm okay. And how are you this morning? Strengthened, strengthened. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Now, since uh, around 2020, right, uh, Parliament, uh, you know, gazetted uh, on the 7th of August, uh, the the introduction to Parliament, you know, of, of the cannabis bill that it must be looked at. It's almost five years since, you know, the Constitutional Court judgment decriminalized private use of cannabis. But now we find <laughs> ourselves that the cannabis bill has been adopted by National Assembly in 2023. What does this mean? Well, uh, it means that uh, our Department of Justice is moving along towards uh, legalizing the responsible adult use. What does the legalizing of uh, responsible adult use mean? It means that you can grow cannabis at home and you can smoke it uh, how you like it, well, except in front of children and not in front of non-consenting adults. Look, the bill itself is still very controversial, and many people say it's going to make it worse for the cannabis users because it still doesn't specify where and how you buy the cannabis. So it means that for you to smoke cannabis, you have to grow it yourself at home. However, it also means that the last, of the of the draconian laws that were blocking cannabis are being relaxed. So you know, while it's not what we were looking for, it means that uh, now, from now on, no one is going to be arrested for for uh, possessing and smoking cannabis. It's still happening a little bit, but uh, you know, if you know your rights, you can say sorry, officer. This is for private use, therefore you cannot arrest me. It that, also okay, means that mm-hmm. it also means there's going to be a lot of opportunities because cannabis uh, is a very big industry. Remember, it's an existing industry, so basically the government is is legalizing what was illegal. The challenge is how are those who have died and have been maimed and have been harassed and arrested for cannabis going to to uh, benefit from it this is the big white elephant in the in the room you know because if we look at medical cannabis that was released 2017 uh, after it was released woof, we got a whole lot of the historically have now being the leaders of this new industry and they historically have not who have fought for this cannabis 
left by the wayside a stand, like an issue of the Rastafari community, a nation, and uh, they, they're surprised actually that they, we've been made unemployed and unemployable because of cannabis, and suddenly we've got these uh, probably even uh, previous racist people who were persecuting uh, persecuting with cannabis, suddenly becoming billionaires from this cannabis. So it's a bitter sweet pill. For Dr. Dr. Tandega, let, let's uh, go back a couple of steps. Uh, you say the, the bill is saying you can't you know, now it's no longer illegal to utilize cannabis uh, for personal use. Uh, however, it does not really outline where do you get it from. Does it outline if you are planting it from your home, how many trees you are allowed to have, or can you be ransacked if you've got a yard filled with cannabis because you are using it for personal use? Because we've heard of a lot of people who have had their homes raided um, and they were arrested for having cannabis growing in their yards. You see, right now it said that uh, uh, you can grow four to eight plants, eight small plants and four fully matured plants. Okay. Now, for someone like a, a Rastafari community that uses cannabis for almost everything, for cosmetics, for tea, for, for everything, that's a problem because... Uh, how far can four trees take you? La Lela, mm-hmm. even for Abantu, Abanyanga, your traditional healers, four tre- one tree is not enough for Ukshungisa as Impepo. It's not enough. So I don't understand how it can be limited. What brought this, what informed this decision of saying four trees? <sighs> I'm not sure. I'm Was not there sure. any research put into it? I don't think so because in all the the, the parliamentary um, oral presentations, almost everyone who's a cannabis uh, activist objected to this. You know that uh, they should not be uh, monitoring the tree; they should be monitoring the commercial uses of the tree. You know, like a potato. You you're not limited to how much potato you can you can plant. You're not limited to how much you can plant. But with cannabis, because of the THC, yes, THC when extracted uh, into a active pharmaceutical ingredient can be dangerous. So can uh, 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 the the product that you extract from turmeric or from broccoli once it's made into that concentrated uh, 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 chemical, you know, or substance, not chemical substance. So even with cannabis, what should have happened is that they should have freed uh, cannabis but then uh, controlled the commercial use of cannabis. I think they followed Canada when one looks at uh, where they went. The the, the South African government failed uh, its people in that it cut and copied something from uh, overseas. When uh, South Africa, the majority of the South Africans, which is 90% of South Africans, uh, come from a a history where uh, cannabis was not actually vilified. It was not this bad evil, you know, when we were young, we used to play a song, a game with the with the 
a double touch that was that says something that said a pen the shitabatagi for a pen the drunkards and forgive the the smokers because the smokers were always peaceful and and cannabis is a herb. It's not it's not a drug. So the problem is that a government of South Africa still looks at cannabis from from the the colonial master uh, masters who banned cannabis in 1921. So we're still going to see a lot of people arrested because maybe their quantity is a little bit uh, 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 higher than the 14. Listen, now I'm worried because in my own garden, for the sake of healing um, from various elements in Biza that I make, so these are healing herbal concoctions that I make for my family and those who require them from me, and for libation, so when we are nibizan uh, in English, when you are praying and you are uh, purifying the air, I utilize cannabis in my garden. It means I have to chop down the tree. And the funny thing is seed, when you just throw it, it grows. <laughs> it grows. So we have to now literally count the seeds so we comply with the law. Oh, we have to uh, take it to NCOP because it hasn't gone to NCOP. It hasn't been signed into law yet. And protest. We have to fight for customary law to be recognized in South Africa because customary law is law in South Africa. It says that most of us don't actually practice or call on it. Like for one, 1992 already, cannabis was legal as a herb. But how many Sangomas, how many Nyangas ended up in jail? I know Coco Zanello was in jail for six months for producing omoti, you know? Mm. So there is something that is wrong here at home, and we need to push. We need to push, especially now. It's time for elections. This is the time right, that the ANC listens, or political parties <laughs> generally. No, now, this is the time Dr. Tandega, Dr. Tandega um, is the IKS um, community, especially those who are focused in cannabis, are they benefiting from this particular bill? Does it help in any way? Look, there's a law in South Africa called the IKS Act of 2019. What it's supposed to do, it's supposed to guarantee that the indigenous knowledge holders, indigenous knowledge system communities also share in the commercial benefits of medical or on legal cannabis. What that's supposed to mean is that I have been using cannabis all my life as a rasta or as a healer or as a, a traditional grower under traditional authority. I've got a right to share, to also feel that money of cannabis. At this moment, there's 94 uh, licenses of cannabis and 10 of them are black. And of those blacks, only about four are have got a history of using uh, cannabis uh, traditionally or culturally. So we just have to give a push. Me, I'm encouraged that our government is taking the steps to, to change. Of course, they were forced by a constitutional court, but they were going to do it anyway because the world is moving towards legal cannabis. However, they've got to be more active in ensuring our rights as IKS uh, communities. The law is there, so we just have to stand up and push. We were encouraged very much by a particular action lab that happened the end of June 
uh, this year, where one of the resolutions was we will make sure that cannabis benefits its people, the people of cannabis. Uh, the Rastas, the Sangomas, the, the, the Amakos in Dabu. You know, we, 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 the government has taken that uh, commitment. Now it's for the people to force them to, to, to stick to that. One of the things they said, we will empower the people. Myself and uh, Sir Prince Gareth, who, whose case was the one that won the constitutional court of, of 2018, uh, we sit in the President's Cannabis Steering Committee, and they've said, come, tell us what do the IKS people want. How can we empower them? However, I have to say, while we left there excited, we must remember the IKS in South Africa is 90%, and the resources are, are scarce. Yeah, well, so what is important is that the people take it and, and, and take up their rights. The other day at Midval, the, 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 the municipality called the public meeting. There was about 1,000 people to come and talk about cannabis. And there was a lady, a Goko, she calls herself Makoko. She's about 85, 86. She's Khoisan. And she says, you know, in Khoisan, because it's been in our culture, we don't do vaccination. We don't do immunization. We are allowed to, 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 to carry our cannabis wherever we go in the whole world. So uh, if people can know that and be able to, one, grow, grow what you need at home, you know, I would say you need to be able to justify what you need at home, you know, as an IKS, if you are a Hila, you are a Khoisan, you are a Rasta, you are a Zulu, uh, from Begwe, but we still want to be we still want to be compliant with the law. We don't just want to grow what we we need and justify it because if they come raiding our homes, we don't know which direction to run. We don't know what processes to follow until we are behind bars. So it, it's it's quite a catch twenty two where we are. So. It is. Um, let, let's look at something else now, uh, Dr. Tandega. In terms of government, you know, it seems I, I've seen Guazun Natal is, uh, you know, giving out uh, quite a lot of certification for for growers to start growing cannabis, which is seeming pro- progressive. But in uh, as a whole, government seems to be quite slow to own the cannabis farming space especially understanding that this could be a green currency for the country. Expos are held, but it doesn't seem like it's all inclusive. What can be done to change this? Look, the Guadalupe government is trying. They went to Bergville, they went to Msinga, and they said, okay, people of South Africa who have been people of cannabis, come forward and tell us what we need to help you. They've put some money, a Department of Environmental Affairs and Tourism put something like a 20 million. You know, all of these are still drops in the ocean. However, they are assisting. They assisted people apply for their permits. And then I come again to the President's Pakisa Action Lab. It also resolved to do what is called an IKS sandbox. So if you are a healer and you need to plant more than a four to eight trees, you need to uh, apply for what is called an IKS endorsement with your hemp permit. That will allow you to grow up to one hectare of cannabis for your 
cultural and religious. And so they are trying. It's just that there's not enough resources. And also, unfortunately, South Africa focuses on, 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 on free market, which means those who don't have get uh, uh, left behind. You know, uh, however, like I say, a department, a government, Department of Agriculture and Department of Economic Development in Guazulu Natal and the MEC of, of Treasury have decided we are helping our people. I pray that's not just an election stance, but that even if it is, between now and elections, the people of Guazulu Natal must up and take these opportunities. And we ask for other uh, provinces to do the same. Like in Eastern Cape, Pondoland, you know, it will be such a shame if Pondoland cannot benefit in the economic uh, economics of cannabis. So cannabis is a multi-billion dollar industry. And what we need to do is we need to make sure, and uh, it's a contested terrain. The pharmaceuticals are on top of it. The white monopoly capital is on top of it. But there is a light at the end of the tunnel because, one, there is some very uh, cheap, when I say cheap, affordable ways of entering uh, the cannabis space. Grow cannabis for uh, biodiesel, hemp. Grow mm. hemp for textiles. Right I think now, you can take us through that on the next session uh, when we do have time. Thank you very much, Dr. Tandega Gunene, for just setting the ground and explaining to us what the bill had outlined. And we will explore more in terms of how people can enter the markets. Have a good morning. Thank you so much.